2: See, that's why I try to say to people, if you need to accept the Lord, come and see your pastor down front. We'll shake your hand. We'll pray a prayer with you. Oh, pastor, I can't do that. That's too embarrassing. If you can't do it now in front of family and friends and God, good luck in the tribulation. Because here's what's going to happen. The Antichrist is going to tell you. You're going to come to Christ? Go ahead. Millions of Christians will be martyred for their faith. If you can't step forward now, good luck in the tribulation.
0: It's hard to think about giving your life for Christ. There's always a question of whether you could go through with it, given a choice between renouncing Jesus and certain, maybe even possibly painful death. It really tugs on your emotions. And If you've ever read stories of martyrs' deaths through the years, you know people died brutal deaths standing up for Jesus. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the worst time ever for Christ followers, the time to come called the Great Tribulation. You'll learn that it's best to stand for God now while it's easy, for it becomes much more costly to do so. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 as he continues his message, the rapture, the Antichrist, and the tribulation.
1: Lord, let us your
0: now remember, Jesus
2: said what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when you abandon the truth, who does it start with? Jesus. That's what it's always about. Now, more and more we see this happening. The departing of the faith should wake us up that we're getting closer and closer to the rapture and the tribulation. This is not a time to be playing at your walk with God. Some of you today maybe have already started to drift away. You haven't abandoned God, but you're drifting away. That's the way Satan loves to use it. And you need to make a recommitment. Get back solid because I know exactly where he's taking you and you can see it coming Right here. Now, look at the next verse, verse 3. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day, the tribulation, rapture, will not come until the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. So basically, Paul is saying, you won't see the tribulation until, look at key number two, before the day of the Lord, starts the man of sin, the Antichrist, must be revealed. That man of sin must be revealed. Here's the church age, where the church got started, day of Pentecost. Now look up, up in top, there's the rapture. It happens. Paul says it hasn't happened yet. This next little green part is the seven years of tribulation. We'll talk about it later, dividing it. Three and a half, three and a half. Now, look at the little monster up there. You know who that is? That's the anti-Christ. And then, of course... All of that happens. Those seven years, the first three and a half years will be kind of very popular. The second is like hell on earth. Now, notice, there's a millennium. That's a thousand-year reign. Jesus comes back. You can see his second coming right there. Now, I want you to look at that slide for a minute. I woke up yesterday morning thinking about this. Look at this slide. I would say, and I don't have an exact number, obviously, 80% of people in our world have no idea of any of these things. Many of you don't. That's why we teach it. Do you know that many churches will never teach the book of Revelation? Now, why did God give us the revelation, the book of Revelation, if you wouldn't teach it? God gave us the revelation so we don't have to what? Guess. Think what's going to happen. We have to go, I don't know what's going to happen. Some of you are into football a lot. I like some of the NFL football, you know. So... You're thinking, okay, I'm going to speculate. Who's going to be the number one this year? Is it going to be the Patriots again? No, it's probably going to be Miami. Yeah, right. (laughs) So see, what are you doing? You're speculating. But God gave us his word to reveal to us what's going to happen. Everything you see in that slide is biblical. It will happen to every single person. They will eventually see that. Now, if the rapture occurs and when it occurs, we'll talk about that in a moment, you'll never see the rest of that. You'll see the millennium, but you won't see any of the tribulation. Could I hear an amen right there? Yeah, because God doesn't call us to wrath. But the world doesn't know that. But here's the, here's the sad thing for us. Look at the start. You see a cross. There's billions of people that have never heard the name Jesus. They don't know there's a way to go to heaven. They don't even know what heaven is. They don't know what hell is. Why are we here? To be salt and light. This is not a time to just say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I'm going in Christ. Praise God, I'm going to heaven. Why am I here? To seek and save the lost. Well, no, that's your gift. Oh, no, 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 no. That's all of our gift. How did you become a believer? Someone spoke truth to you. So I want to remind you, we're in very difficult times. The world has no clue. You don't walk to your neighbor and go, I'd like to tell you about the rapture today. Let's see. Oh, and there's a seven-year tribulation. Let's just sit down for a while. Good luck. It isn't going to happen. But I'm explaining it because God gave it to us. It's going to take place. Now, Watch this. By the way, this revelation is huge. Now, let me just talk quickly. I'm going to do other very fast. Look at verse 416, book one. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first, raptured, caught up to meet the Christ. Now, remember, here's what happens. Let's say you have relatives that were believers, and two weeks ago, uh, your relatives died or your friends died. They're Christians. They're born again. What happens to them when they die? The rapture hasn't happened yet. What happens to them? Absent from the body, (laughs) present with the Lord. If you don't know that, you're going to be scared out of your mind. Where am I going here? What's happening? (laughs) Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Our loved ones, all my family, is in heaven. They died. They're in heaven because they know Jesus Christ. And as they're there, they're in heaven with God. And at the rapture, they're coming back with Jesus. He comes back only in the air. He doesn't come to the ground. That's the second coming. He comes in the air and the trumpet sounds and they get out of their grave. It's not really them. Their ashes are there and their old body, whatever's left of it, doesn't matter what's left of it. It meets them, their spirit in the air and they get a brand new body and a way to heaven. They go with a brand new body forever. Could I hear an amen there? Okay. Now what about us that are left? Let's say at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Now, don't go and type it in at Facebook. 3 o'clock, get watching, watching. Now, you hear stupid people do that all the time. It will come when we don't know it's coming. At 3 o'clock, the rapture occurs. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, what happens to you? Well, you're going to see up here. Look at this next verse. The second verse is this one right here. After that... We who are still alive. Anybody out there alive? Okay, that's good. That's you. Okay. And left, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be there for the weekend. How long are we going to be there? Praise God. The dead in Christ will go first. We will meet the Lord now. You know, you'll catch it in a moment. If we don't go at the rapture, who's left on the earth? Only unbelievers. Remember that. When the Christians are gone, only people left are unbelievers. And where will they go? Into the tribulation. Now, I'll have a lot of good things to say about the tribulation, but we'll see also the bad. Now, look at verse 4. He, the Antichrist, look at me, he, the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a human who's going to be indwelt by Satan, kind of like demonized. Will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, the Jewish temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, what is this man of sin, and what does the Bible teach about the Antichrist? So here's some very simple things. In the Greek, the word anti has two meanings. Anti can either mean opposite or against God. Antichrist, against Christ. Or anti instead of in place of seeking to replace God. So Satan, who empowers the Antichrist, is against God, and he wants to replace him. That is not new. His goal, the Antichrist, because Satan's in him, is called the man of sin. His goal is to lead people into a life of sin and bondage. Now think about Jesus, the opposite. See? Antichrist. What about Christ? Well, Christ came and died on the cross so you and I could have our sins forgiven, and what? We could live in freedom. Look at the amazing difference. Now, this man will be very charismatic, the Antichrist. His power comes from Satan, and he'll put himself forward as God. And eventually, he will declare he's God and demand that every single person in the tribulation must worship him. That's where 666 and all of the other stuff comes in. Now, this shouldn't surprise us. When did Satan start wanting to be like God? In heaven, right from the start. That's why he was kicked out. He never stops. Look at this. Remember, Jesus was baptized in water, and the first thing that happened after he was baptized in water, he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. Look at Matthew. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. He says to Jesus, all this, the world. He's the owner of the world right now. It was defaulted from Adam and Eve, gave it to Satan. I will give you all of this if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You see, he will never win this. He will deceive plenty in the tribulation, but he will never become God. Now, you have to remember one thing. It's always God mostly battling Satan. Satan is not equal to God in any way, shape, or form. Satan is a created being. God's always been. So don't think that he will ever win. Now, he's going to be a, this Antichrist is going to be a a dynamic deceiver, very appealing. He'll win over lots of people. For the first three and a half years, he'll seem to have the answers to everything, to everything, for the world's problems. He'll do miracles that are amazing. He can do miracles. He will imitate God. You remember when the children of Israel were in Egypt, the the, the crazy things that the water became blood and whatever, all these things that God was allowing the people to wake up, your God isn't, and they just, the the, the false prophets there just duplicated him. And he'll do that very thing. He will enter the world stage as a man of peace. And one of the big things is, The people of Israel are going to go, yeah, 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 because you're seeing a few moments. He's going to call himself a friend of the Israelites, and his supernatural powers is going to do one thing that shocks all of us. Now, when will that Antichrist be revealed? When? And how will that happen? Look at verse 5. Don't you remember that when I was with you, Paul talking, he, he said, I taught you, about these things. Remember, they're new believers. Some of you are new today. so This is overwhelming for you, but just relax. You'll get it. He says, don't you remember when I was with you? I used to tell you these things. He had taught them about the rapture for sure and some of the things that were coming. So here's this picture again. Here's this picture again. Now, this is different, but the same exact things. And you'll see in a moment, the first three and a half years, it's going to be like paradise. It's the best three and a half years people have ever had. They're all unbelievers. It's the best three and a half years they've ever had in the world. But when you get to the great tribulation in the middle, this is basically hell on earth. Just basically things you can't imagine. Billions of people die. Billions of people die during that period of time because God pours out his wrath. Now, when you see all that happening there, you can see when it's going to happen. See the desecration of the temple? I'll talk to you about that in a moment. Now, when you look at that, when is is that Antichrist going to be released? Well, it will start at the beginning of that, at the end of the rapture, at the beginning of the tribulation. He'll be released. Now, Satan would like to have him released right now. But Satan isn't in control. One thing you need to understand, even though Satan owns the earth, God's sovereign over everything. And by here, just make sure this feels good to you. God always has the last word. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. He will have it. Now, look what happens in verse 7. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. Well, Pastor Mark, you said he's not coming. What are you talking about? Well you'll see in a moment. Look at this verse. Lawlessness. Is there any lawlessness in our world today? I mean, in everything you see. Is it getting better or worse? Worse by the moment to all of us. Well, look what John writes. John wrote the book of Revelation. He also wrote 1 John. Here it is. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you ever heard, the Antichrist, the big one, A, capital A, is coming even now, many, many little a, Antichrist, have come. This is how we know it's the last hour. The little Antichrist, talk about false teachers, which just happened in that church. Oh, the rapture's already came. Paul said, no, 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 that's a lie. Watch out. Again, that's why you need pastors, because false teachers are everywhere in the world. I have people quite often email me and email the elders, the other pastors, or whatever. I, I'm listening to this person. I'm reading this person's book. Is it a good book? That's a good thing to ask. By the way, if you're fine in the bookstore, it's fine. But there's a lot of things that aren't right. And somebody wrote me not, not too long ago and said, should I be listening to this person? I said, uh, he may be a Christian, but his, his doctrine is off. Don't listen to him. See, Satan is so deceptive. That many antichrists have always been there. We've always battled false teaching from Satan. Now look at verse 7. Here's the answer. But the one who now holds back the antichrist from being introduced will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. So what is holding Satan back? from revealing the antichrist today? Well, it's very simple. His plan is to come at the start of the tribulation, but there's a restrainer that won't let it happen. That's God. God's timing is there. And here's what you need to learn. It's very important, because every person I'm speaking to that's a believer, it affects you. Every single person. All of us. Look at this. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit working in and through the church. The moment you became a Christian, who came to live in you? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. So he's in you. And what holds the Antichrist from coming is that we're still here as the church, the ministry that's happening is our influence. Here's the church. What do we do? We teach the word of God that holds them back. You won't get lies here. You're not going to get perfect teaching. I'm a guy. I'm a man, but you're going to get the Bible, the word of God. It's all true. There, there's. It's still happening. People's lives are getting changed. We have people getting saved this weekend, coming back to the Lord, drifting away, coming back. So we're here. We're light and salt. So Basically, it will not happen until one thing, the rapture. Because at the rapture, what happens to the church? Church are just believers. What happens to them? Who's left? Unbelievers. Can you imagine what our world would be like even today if we didn't have people that were Christians say, no, you, you can't kill a baby Come when it comes out and they decide to kill it then. That's murder. Now, we say that, but of course, our evil world just goes ahead and does it anyway. Can you imagine if we never said anything? What in the world would this life be like? Well, there's your start of the tribulation. So when we're gone, only unbelievers are left. Would you like to be there? Forget the political crud. We're talking about the heart of man. It's evil. Now, will the Holy Spirit be here? Yes. The Holy Spirit stays here. We go to heaven, but the Holy Spirit stays here. Now, why? Because there'll be actually millions and millions of people that are unbelievers. They'll come to Christ. Now, how can you come to Christ? You have to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. See, you can't go, oh, I'm choosing today to become a Christian. You can't do that. The Holy Spirit calls on you and says, this is the day God's speaking to you. Some of you are here listening to me right now. Today's the day of salvation. You know what the liar will say to you? Oh, another time. You can't pick the time. Today is the day of salvation if he's speaking to you. So the Holy Spirit stays here because God loves the whole what? World. Do you mean he loves all those unbelievers in the tribulation? Hello? They were made in his image, just like you and me. Of course, so he'll stay here. Many, many, many believers will come to Christ, even though they started as an unbeliever for many of those years in the tribulation. Here's the problem. Most of them will be martyred for Jesus Christ. You're going to refuse to take 666? You're gone. Really, Pastor Mark? Wait till you see it. See, that's why I try to say to people, if you need to accept the Lord, come and see your pastor down front. We'll shake your hand. We'll pray a prayer with you. Oh, pastor, I can't do that. That's too embarrassing. If you can't do it now in front of family and friends and God, good luck in the tribulation. Because here's what's going to happen. The Antichrist is going to tell you. You're going to come to Christ? Go ahead. Millions of Christians will be martyred for their faith if you can't step forward now, good luck in the tribulation because there's no danger to you now other than normal spiritual warfare. So the Holy Spirit will be there. Good things will happen during those years. Now, what will happen? Basically, look at verse 8. And then the rapture, and then the lawless one will be revealed. And the world is going to be confused when that happens. You know why? In your neighborhood, people are going to look and go, It looks like John's dog is out running here. Where are they? The garage door is open. You go to work, and you go, where's my team? I'm the only one here. Where's my team? There's nobody there.
0: Thanks for joining Pastor Mark today on Lessons for Living. If you'd like to hear more from this study, you can find additional teachings online now at calvaryccm.com. We know that this time in our world is uncertain. One truth remains steadfast. God is in control. During this season, we encourage you to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of your Creator. As with many churches across our nation, Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne community are holding church online. The church isn't the building. It's the people who, despite whatever obstacles are in their way, still worship Jesus and praise His name. We'd love for you to join us. Visit calvaryccm.com forward slash live or join us over on Facebook, YouTube, or Roku. We'll be having services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. We look forward to worshiping with you in this way until we can be gathered together as the body once again. We also know how essential prayer is during this time and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying about for you? Let us know by visiting our contact page at calvaryccm.com. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Mark and our church staff in your prayers along with our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. That's all for today. Join us again for another edition of Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a herb.